live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it! He caught it! Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. you got to be kidding me. What a moment. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwan. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwan. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez. Pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there, and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Three back of the iron, no good. Long rebound, arms for three. Short on that one, two seconds. Peavy with a rebound. He's fouled with point four to go. Micah Peavy, the Texas Tech transfer, may have just preserved the win here over the ninth-ranked Red Raiders in Fort Worth. An all-time record crowd sees the Bears knock off fifth-ranked Kansas tonight. 80-70 to 70 Bears over the Jayhawks here in the Barrow Center. And that's it! And they rush the floor here at University Credit Union Pavilion. And your final score, St. Mary's 67, Gonzaga 57, and Gonzaga's 34-game West Coast Conference winning streak comes to an end. Bounces it in, stolen by Marvin Johnson. He's got a breakaway. Marvin in the clear to the rim. Layup is gone! Natty right at the foul line, into the lane, off the lamp and left corner. Robertson for a three. Good! At the buzzer! Oklahoma wins it! First pitch swinging, bottom of the fifth. Peyton Graham drives one to left and it's gone! A leadoff home run for PG. And it's 4 0 OU. 2 1. Hammer. Deep to left field. We'll walk it off! Jada Coleman! Sends the Sooners home on a walk-off two-run home run. Oklahoma stays undefeated. Oh, baby, what a shot. Have yourself a weekend, Sooner Nation. Good morning. Hour two, Monday, Feb 28, final day of February. You know what that means, TJ? You know what that means tomorrow? The madness has arrived. March madness. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. This show brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. They are a small, family-owned operation with two locations, but they are awesome. I drove by there four times this weekend. Every time I looked over all those bad boy mowers, I was drooling, TJ, to get my hands on one. (laughs) Drooling! (laughs) It's almost that time to have to start mowing again. That's right. Full-service dealer. Last year, everybody ran out of bad boy mowers. Not Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Check them out. Uh, Goldsby and Newcastle. Uh, okay, looking at the scoreboard from Saturday, TJ, how about this? Number one Gonzaga beaten by St. Mary's, 67-57. You heard the highlight there. Number two, Arizona beaten soundly by Colorado, 79-63. Number three, Auburn beaten by Tennessee, 67-62. 
Number four, Purdue, beaten by Michigan State, 68-65. Number five, Kansas, beaten at Baylor, 80-70. Number six, Kentucky, beaten at Arkansas. Boy, Arkansas is hot. 75-73. And number nine, Texas Tech, goes down at TCU, 69-63. The top six teams all lose. Seven of the top ten lose on the same day. Cancel what a the season. Bath. What a bloodbath. I can't wait for this tournament. I really hope we're in it because I think it's going to be a lot of fun this year. Last year you had Gonzaga and Baylor that everybody thought was better than everybody else. Turns out they were. This year, I don't know. Just a toss-up, top 15 teams or so. You just toss them up in the air, and you could pick one of them and say they're the best. Yeah, which is going to make the 68-team giveaway a lot of fun, huh? One week from tonight? No, two, two weeks, two from, weeks tonight. from tonight. Two weeks from tonight, yeah. Oh, whew, I scared myself for a second. Two weeks from tonight, 68-team giveaway, Buffalo Wild Wings and more, which we might need security for this year, by the way. Have we looked into that? Because uh, Security? For what? Well, we always have an incredible turnout and we've only had like 11 listeners before <laughs> right you say people that we're going to be turning away at the door we need security I, mean, I just don't know i'm just maybe we should think about the fact that more people can hear us now and might want to show up for all these fabulous prizes we're giving away uh, it is the best 68 team giveaway in town in the state it has been for many years it's a lot of fun uh Somehow a long time ago, Mike Holt decided that TJ and I were the closing act. And uh, I don't know how that happened, but we end up being up there the latest of uh, anybody. How did that happen, by the way? How do we do the morning show and then we are the last ones at Buffalo Wild Wings every year? I don't even remember how that even came about, but yeah, you're right. Shouldn't Teddy and Tyler be the last ones at Buffalo Wild Wings? There was something about, well, that show's supposed to end here, but we go an extra hour, so you guys need to do the extra hour because you guys weren't able to do your show here because we don't start that early. It was something along those lines that was like, okay, well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) No, we really No, it's fun. It's It's fun to close it out, yeah. Yeah, We like it. Uh, We try to rig it every year so they don't give away the good teams until we get up there. Sometimes Teddy and Tyler cooperate. Sometimes they don't. And there's no rigging that takes place. Uh, so uh, you'll appreciate this. I had about, oh, let's say five to ten minute interview or in, uh, conversation with Skip before the game yesterday. We did our interview, and then I am milling around the uh, dugout, out in front of the dugout, checking out that turf, which is really cool, man. It's like long grain turf. It's like, I mean, if you. If you didn't know and you just stood there and looked at it, you'd say, that's grass. You know, if you didn't reach down and touch it, it looks like grass. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at the turf. I'm looking at the plane. I haven't been down on the field yet. I'm talking to the coaches and a couple of the players and Ryan Gaines and Skip. Less than 10-minute conversation with Skip, which I don't know if there's a more fascinating person on our campus than Skip Johnson, TJ. In... The five- to ten-minute conversation, we talked about pitching. 
Jenny Baranchek's husband. Snakes. Wild boars. Of course, deer. I've never had a conversation with Skip. We don't talk none about deer. None of that's deer. funny except for Ginny Baranchek's husband. I, I, well, none of the other stuff's a, unusual to talk to with Skip. He's a hunter. He's a hunter. Okay, okay. That was the one of these things does not belong in a Skip conversation. We talked about hunting in Mexico. My favorite. Skip's like Kevin Henry in this regard. Like, he'll ask you a question. Like, he goes, uh, have you ever gone hunting... What's the word? Some sort of hunting. Cisneros or something like that. I can't remember. Have you ever gone hunting on Cisneros in Mexico? That's the question he asked me, okay? Have you ever gone hunting in Cisneros in Mexico? That's not the right word, but I'm, I'm close. It started with a C, I believe. <laughs> He's looking at me. A serious question he asked me. Me, okay, me. Have you ever gone hunting in Cisneros in Mexico? I'm, I'm like, uh, if somebody knows the right word, let me know. Not, have you ever gone hunting out in Piedmont? Have you ever gone hunting at all in your life? Have you ever gone hunting in Mexico on Cisneros? Which is a perfectly uh, normal question for him as if everyone uh, does it. Yeah, he's like, he's asking me a serious question, and I go, I just like chuckled. And I was like, no. And he gives you that look like he's astonished. <laughs> like like when Kevin Henry asks you, Did you, do you use an alarm clock? And I say, well, of course I use an alarm clock. And he looks at you stunned, you know, like, what? Like you're the weirdest person in the world. Skip looks at me like, what? You've never gone hunting on Cisneros in Mexico? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know. Some sort of fields that you can go on that uh, is the best hunting in the world down there. And some guy let him on one of them one time and he could hunt. And he was in a stand by himself. And he had to worry about the federales. And <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, man, Skip has lived a life. He has lived a life. Does he hunt? It's like a Narcos episode with him down. (laughs) I I don't know, but uh, he gives you that look like he's just, he can't believe. I mean, there could not be two more opposite people than me and Skip Johnson. I am a pampered brat who likes hotel rooms and golfing give me a good spa you know what i mean teach <laughs> skip wants to be hunting or camping 24 hours in, just or in the mud sitting in a game. swamp in rubber yes. pants yeah yes someone just texted sonora it was a sonora, sonora that's yeah. it sonora yeah you've been hunting on a sonora in mexico no <laughs> no like the question's coming out of his mouth and i'm laughing but i'm being asked this question Hey, Tobe, have you ever been hunting on a Sonora in Mexico? <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. What? You know, big eyes is like, what? Oh, it's the greatest hunting in the world. I'm going to take your word for it, oh, for it on that, Skip. Remember that time he was on our show while he was shooting his bow on oh, the back yeah. porch? Oh, yeah. He's the best, man. I'll tell you, Teach. They might have some pitching they've, this year. They've got some pitching, Woo! man, and they can sit dudes down. Um, boy, I, I don't even. Did you hear the three, Chaz last night? Yes. Uh, between the three starters, I think they what thirty-five, probably thirty-five strikeouts between the three of them when they're three. Eleven, starters. eight, and fourteen. What okay. is that? Uh, uh, that's nineteen-four. Thirty-three, 33 strikeouts. So yeah, two walks. How about that? For the three starters. 
Yeah, if they could get no, the offense walks, going, the offense walks. is still stagnant, and you know they've gotten timely hits and gotten some home runs when they needed them. But man, that pitching has been just outstanding thus far through the first couple of weekends. And the they shame have, on Friday because Jake yeah. Bennett pitched his rear off yep. uh, for you know the bullpen to not hold it up for him, but. Um, yeah, they've been missed great. opportunities. Did them in on Saturday to yeah. separate mm-hmm. that game, and uh, uh, could have been a sweep. But they have given they played seven games. They've given up one run or less in four of the seven. They've given up two runs or less in five of the seven. They're five and two. The offense is stuck in the deep freeze early in the year, and they're still five and two. That's how good the pitching's been. I said this on the air last night. When I saw or heard, or I don't remember the first time that somebody told me who they thought the starting pitching was going to be, the rotation, I was like, well, they must have made a mistake. They didn't have Braden Carmichael in there. That can't be right. Obviously, Braden Carmichael is going to be one of the weekend starters this year after the season he had. Remember the Arkansas game? Yes. And, I mean... You can't argue with anything. I mean, Bennett looks great, Sandlin looks great, and Chaz Martinez looks the best of all. And uh, I know it's seven games and you shouldn't get too excited and it's Northwestern State. I got you. But holy cow, what a start, huh? You know, you could could be – last year it was a mighty struggle on the mound. And you could be sitting here right now – you know, not looking so good against uh, these teams, and they've been fantastic. Now, they're going to get the biggest test of the year this weekend so far. So we'll, we'll find out more about uh, how good they are, how legit they are. LSU Friday, UCLA Saturday, Tennessee Sunday. Uh, 3 o'clock Friday. Of course, all the games right here on the ref. 3 o'clock Friday, 11 a.m. Saturday, and 11 a.m. Sunday down at Minute Maid Park in Houston. Uh, Texas and Baylor are the other two teams down there that will be rotating with OU, representing the Big 12. LSU is a rematch of the Dane Acker no-hitter in that same ballpark two years ago. And have you seen what Tennessee's doing so far? Did you hear me talking about this last night? Um... I don't think so. I was uh, I most of the game, but I don't know if I remember you talking about Tennessee. Tennessee's seven and zero, and here is here's their run totals so far in their seven wins: nine, ten, fourteen, sixteen, twenty-seven, twenty-nine, and twelve. Whew. And the twelve was a seven-inning run rule game. The fewest runs they've scored in a game is nine. Wow. Check. Now they haven't played it. They haven't played anybody. Okay, still they played Georgia Southern, that's ridiculous numbers. UNC Asheville and Iona, but the opening or the prime time game on Friday night is Texas and Tennessee. Texas is giving up half a run a game. They they got the best pitching in the country, and Tennessee's doing that. So that's going to be worth the price of admission. And Chaz Martinez gets them on Sunday. So how much fun is that going to be? Uh, Big-time weekend on deck. But, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, an uncharacteristically 
poor season on the mound last year under Skip Johnson. Early, it's early, but early results would indicate that uh, this could be a bounce-back year because they have looked, not only the starters, but uh, the bullpen has looked really, really good too. Uh, For the weekend, the pitching combined had uh, 40 strikeouts in three games and five walks. It's pretty solid. It's excellent. Excellent. Here's what Skip had to say after last night's win. And we go down to the field. Our post-game interview with the coach is brought to you by Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Store. Coach, congratulations. How about Chaz tonight? He was awesome. Yeah, he was really good. He set the tone. Uh, made some big pitches when he had to make big pitches. And uh, get a little get a little hairy there in the eighth. Griff come in. I thought we should have made the play at first. And uh, uh, and good job, credit to them. They had put some competitive bats together. And but Griffin maintained his composure. That's what I was really proud of as much as anything. Well, that high fastball that Martinez had tonight looked like Northwestern State could just never catch up to it. Yeah, I mean he was doing a good job of setting them setting them up where he could make that pitch, and it was a. Uh, uh, it really, it really helps him a lot. Pretty good two-day stretch for young Jackson Nicholas. His first career home run tonight, Coach. Yeah, I mean, you just got to get him in the right time, keep giving him confidence. He's really athletic, and, and uh, uh, I think he's going to be a good player in the future. Lost the opener, battled back to win the next two. Did your team show you a little something this weekend? Yeah, I mean, they, they just kept at it. You know, that's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, fighting it a little bit, trying a little too hard at the plate offensively and we just got to keep grinding at that and that's what's what it's what's about is, is you got to keep getting better each week and uh, you know our goal is to try to win two out of three each weekend and uh, uh we did it way to go coach thanks for your time thank you skip john uh, i'm uh, uh looking ahead i can't wait for the jazz martinez showdowns with like texas tech and tcu and you know some of these big 12 battles because he wears the hat a little cockeyed on the mound. He doesn't appear too afraid to tell you about it when he strikes you out. A little bit of Levi Prater in him in that regard, TJ. Okay. He's fiery out there. And they're not going to like him very much. The opponents are not going to like Chaz very much, <laughs> which is great. There's a lot of our guys that are, they run hot on the mound this year. Which is fun. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. I like that. So I like that a lot. Even they've got, they've even got Jake Bennett, kind of coming out of his shell and fist pumping on the way to the dugout and everything. And Jake is about as quiet and reserved as they come. So a two out of three weekend would have loved to sweep. I hope that Northwestern State loss doesn't come back to haunt them. But at least they bounced back and got the two and won the series. Would have been really bad to lose that series. So good job coming back to get the series and uh, five and two start is good. Wins over Auburn and Michigan. By the way, Auburn and Michigan have not lost since OU beat them. They've both been great. And now we uh, buckle up for a fun weekend down in Houston. We'll be back. Well, T Row in the morning show this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, home of the eight ninety nine listing fee. But through the end of March, Terry will list your home for free. If you're selling and buying a home, call asking for more information on that 405-361-3380 or visit them online, saxonrealtygroup.com.
Air Comfort Solutions text line. Morning, fellas. I was able to catch all three Sooner baseball game, games on Sooner Sports TV this weekend, and if you ask me, I feel we got three of the best top arms in the nation. Our Friday, Saturday, and Sunday starters can go up with anybody in the nation. Looks to be very promising year for the guys on the diamond. That's from Rome in Shawnee. Yeah, good start. Good start. I had no idea that Jim had moved to Shawnee. He, I don't I think, think it's Jim Rome. I think it's uh, a different Rome. Just a Rome. Yeah. Uh, had a great time Saturday coming from the 918. I would definitely go to more events if they did that more often where I had the chance to see two sporting events in one trip down. You know, I've said this before. When I was at Southern Nazarene, and I assume still to this day in the NAIA or now their Division II, but the smaller colleges, they played doubleheaders every night, men and women, back-to-back. Which high school? Uh, high schools do that, you know. Yeah. Okay. Six, women at six, men at eight. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It, it, one price got you into both games. Uh, the teams could travel together, which makes crazy too much sense, doesn't it? Save on charter plane costs and hotel. Well, I guess you wouldn't save on hotels, but charter plane costs and everything. I don't, why don't they do that at the major college level? I, I guess it's TV. I, I guess. I guess it's TV. I, that's why. But man, that seems like it would be so much better for fans. Come to a women's game. Stay for a men's. Come to a men's game. Come early. Watch the women. Two for one. Yeah, I don't know why they don't do that. It's got to be television related. I think that you know ended it years ago. It may have been something Saturday. That you was got to come to Bedlam back in the day. Saturday, you got to come to Bedlam. Go to Whataburger. Come back and go to the women's game. Those were a little farther apart. I just like in in in, our, in in AIA when the horn sounded, the girls are going through the women are going through the handshake line and the guys are running out into the layup line. I mean, it's just twenty minutes apart. Boom, you got it. You're going. So there's no time to leave or anything. You just if you want to go to the bathroom or to the concession stand, it's like a halftime, and it was great. So I don't know. It's got to be TV related, but that would be just change the way you do TV. <laughs> I don't know. It's Baseball, softball sometimes works out that way. A lot of times they, you know, conflict with one another. But a lot of times they line up on a Saturday or Sunday where you can catch both. But yeah, um, that's good for. The I don't know. Like- I don't think Patty. I don't think Patty cares. Like Patty will play opposite the spring game. She doesn't care. Well, I'm not She's saying she cares. A- I'm just saying that it, the schedule works out if you're coming from out of town and are looking like, to hit I- two events like that. I remember last year because baseball tries to always schedule around the spring game. So that you know the right, crowd can go right. to one yes. and then the other. So last year, you know, Chris, I was like, "When is your softball game? When can you be over here for pregame or whatever?" And he goes, "I can't. We're playing right in the middle of the spring game." And I'm like, "No, that can't be right." Patty knows that they're playing a spring game at four, right? And he's like, "Yeah, she doesn't care. They're gonna they're gonna have a packed house." And then I was like, "Oh, all right." I guess, like, I, got, I guess not. I got plans that night. I got reservations. If football for a dinner. would like to schedule around me, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But we're gonna play when we're gonna play. <laughs> we had the Sonora sent in, but then this person sent in uh Sendoris. Uh S E N D E R O S. So we've All had right. conflicting uh hunting grounds. Whatever it was. <laughs> Some sort of a hunting ground in Mexico. <laughs> Whoa, what is that? <laughs> Have you have you ever hunted on the Sindoras in Mexico? No, I have I can't say that I have good. I have been to uh Cazamel. Does that count? 
You ever had the guacamole down there at one of those resorts, Coach? It's out of this world. Pico's outstanding. Uh, hey, take it easy. Georgia Southern just beat Georgia Tech. They are not huh? that bad. That's from OU okay, Architects. there you go. So Georgia Southern's one of the teams that Tennessee's beaten so far. Uh, last one here says, uh, ooh, this is a long text. Funny story, I lived here in Lawton and just got back from biz- a business trip yesterday evening. I was in the Portland airport Sunday night waiting on my flight. Could have swore I heard Toby Rowland. Got up, started following the voice, and there was a guy sitting in a corner charging his AirPods and listening to OU Michigan. Turned out he was an OU grad from Glenpool. Wow. Uh, we listened to a little bit of baseball and talked some OU football. You're the man, Toby. TJ's all right, too. <laughs> How about that? Thanks. <laughs> Gee, you're okay, TJ. You're okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I really I would appreciate do that. I'm picturing that, somebody following the voice of Toby rolling through an airport. I, I, Is that Toby I rolling? think that's T-Row. No, it's Chris Plank. Uh, speaking of softball and Chris Plank, he got me – Back down to Fort Worth Saturday because I listened to the Tennessee OU Tennessee softball game going back from Bedlam basketball to baseball. And great game. That's the one that Jada Coleman walked off. But I've watched softball now for years. I've called softball now for years, TJ. I uh, love this team. You know, I go to the College World Series when I can, Women's College World Series. I still do not understand how softball works. Tucking the it's rules. baffling. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. baff- It's completely baffling to me. Like, Jordy Ball started that game, and they chased her. Like, they had to go to the bullpen. First time she's really struggled. And uh, they brought in, uh, was it Troutwine or, I don't know, I can't remember. They brought in somebody else, pitched for a while. And then they went, they go back to Jordy Ball again. I'm like, wait, what? She just she got taken out of the game. Oh yeah, well she's back in now. Huh? I just, I have no idea. You got flex players, you got re-entries. It's I, I, sometimes I don't even know if the coaches like it's so complicated. How do you keep track of who's in and who's out in a softball game? How do you how are you ineligible to come back in? Are you ever ineligible? If somebody pinch hits for you, can you come right back in the game? <laughs> I, you're asking the wrong person because I'm as I've confused called, as you are. I've probably called 25, 30 softball games. I still don't know the rules. I've had people explain them to me. I still don't understand it. Uh, the starting pitcher's out. Wait, two innings later, you're right back in. Huh? Anyway, uh, you know who does know the rules? Uh, the GOAT. And she used them to her advantage, which is kind of like, you know, Tennessee's all excited because they've chased Jordy Ball, and the two innings later, Patty goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you just right where I wanted the, you. <laughs> you just thought you'd seen the last of Jordy Ball. <laughs> I'm putting her back in. I went hiding her down at the end of the dugout. I had her in my super flex upside down position, so nobody knew she was still in the game, but she's back. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Jenny Baranchek and Taylor Robertson postgame after T-Rob hits a game-winning three at the buzzer on Saturday. Next. 
15 seconds to go. Kennedy picks up the dribble to Maddie. Maddie right at the foul line, into the lane, off the lamp and left corner. Robertson for a three. Good! At the buzzer! Oklahoma wins it! And now time to visit with Oklahoma head coach Jenny Baranchik on our OU Health postgame interview and also joined by Taylor Robertson. Boy, holy cow. Another heck of a game here. I mean, this was, uh, we talked about it a couple times this year when you played teams who played well, they played well again. Well, let me start here. As I just said about two minutes ago, you can't win this game unless you can at least somewhat contain Aoka Lee. You definitely did that. She only gets 13 field goal attempts. You hold her to 13 points. A much better job on the defensive end there to give yourselves a chance. No, I I, I thought so. I thought, our, I thought our players are really locked in and be able to, you know, because you do, you have to change up. You have to completely yeah. change your game plan when you're when you're facing, you know, a player like that and a team like that. I thought they did an incredible job. I thought Serena Sendell came out. I thought she had an incredible yeah. game. I thought Laura Mackey came out and did some really nice things too. And so, uh, for us, you know, I, I thought we started really well. Yeah. I thought the I thought our second quarter defense, really our first half defense, I thought was really good. They kind of got us a little bit in that third quarter, and then I thought we came back out really locked in and and ready to go offensively we got some things but when we when we play at that pace and that tempo and we share the ball like that we're a very good basketball team and we'll continue to really start to focus on doing that for 40. Taylor I thought you guys came out as coach said with a lot of energy a little extra pep in your step well you had to have that on the defensive end to deal with them and Aoka Lee but also on the offensive end did you get the same feeling? Yeah that's one of the things we've been trying to focus on is just having a ton of energy from start to finish in the game um, because at times we've struggled with keeping that up for 40 yeah. minutes or to start the games at yeah. times. And so for us to be able to come out like that and start like that was a good sign. Before I bury the lead here, let's talk about the final play. Maddie with a nice job to keep her poise into the lane, didn't know what she was going to do, finds 90, and then to you in the corner there, and that just worked. Per- it looked like a set play. I'm sure that was pretty much just on the fly, but it worked perfectly, didn't it? Yeah, everybody was very calm, and yeah. we weren't like fumbling the ball like we knew what we were going to do we knew we were had enough time to be able to get a shot and just moving the ball and it was a good extra pass by d from your perspective we talked about this you haven't been calling timeouts in that situation you didn't again just let your players do what they do and i know you at some point you wanted to get it in maddie's hands and and she ends up making the right play there you know she always does yeah she does every time and for us to be able to have that composure while that time is is running down and to be able to run it during that time i think is just awesome i mean i'm just I couldn't be more proud of the way that we do that. I think I think today we took a big step. We know how to do that when we're in the game. Right. We got to be in the game. You know? <laughs> and and today we took a big step in a disadvantage in a in a big area, in a really big area, especially after, you know, it's it's not easy to be able to bounce back and play a team that you got beat by a lot. Yeah. And somebody did that. And so from that standpoint, I thought our players did a really nice job of just locking in, playing together. But to, I told you, I'll, I'll bank on our team every day. Sooners win at 72-69. The Taylor Robertson buzzer beater. Which, by the way, uh, shame on the refs a little bit at the end of that game. Uh, have you seen the highlight from the end of that game, TJ? Have you seen the... Uh, when they come out T-Rob. to celebrate... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, no, I have seen that. And the, the refs are telling them to go, go back, back to the bench. Back, we need back. to make sure it left her. Like it was the plenty ball of time. was in the net before yes. the horn went off. Yeah, no, it, there was no question with it. Even Brinkley and the cause of it, he goes, they're going to go look at this, but there's no need to. It, it, yeah, it was. 
That was ridiculous because I did notice that in the highlight that they were Let waving everyone celebrate. back. They're like, yeah. Eric, get back, get back, get back. Like, Come on, man. Somebody just hit a game-winning three. It's obviously good. It wasn't in the net. It was in the air when the horn went off, but it yes. was easily in the air. Uh, and anyway, that was a little frustrating, but. Great finish, great win. Now they've got Bedlam coming up Wednesday night in Stillwater. They will close out the regular season back home against Kansas next Saturday. Uh, And that had to feel good. After Aoka Lee put 61 on their head, an all-time NCAA record in Manhattan, uh, to hold her to 13 and to beat them had to feel really good on Saturday. And this team's bounced back now. They hit that three-game skid. Now it's two straight wins, including that one in dramatic fashion. You're going to have uh, two games you're favored in to close out the season. Uh, who knows what will happen, but a good chance to close on a four-game winning streak. Big 12 standings look like this. On the women's side, Iowa State and Baylor tied for first at 13-3. and OU and Texas tied for third at 11-5. and then you've got Kansas in fifth. They're 10 and six. K State in sixth. West Virginia in seventh. OSU and Tech tied for eighth. And TCU is in the basement. Just a reminder the women's tournament is also in Kansas City this year. Your boy, Drake Dyken, Teach, is going to be doing what I was doing this weekend, racing back and forth between arenas next week in Kansas City helping out the men's and women's broadcasts. Uh, and all 10 teams go to the women's tournament. So they'll have a p- couple of play-in games, the 7-10 and the uh, 8-9. On the men's side of things, you've got two games tonight in the Big 12. You've got, uh, and they're both at 8 o'clock, which ugh, I hate. K-State at Texas Tech tonight. And Baylor goes to Texas tonight. Uh, standings in the Big 12 look like this. Kansas, a half-game lead now at 12-3 and three over Baylor at 12-4. and four. Texas Tech in third place, 11-5. and five. Texas in fourth place at 10-6. and six. Those are going to be your top four teams. And there's a gap to TCU, who's still a game down. They've got back-to-back games with Kansas coming up here. They're 7-8. and eight. Iowa State is hot. They've won four in a row. They are now in sixth place at 7-9. and nine. K-State and OSU tied at 6-10. OU in ninth place at 5-11, and a game back. West Virginia in the basement at 3-13. and uh, Right now, we're staring at two OU-West Virginia games in the next three. They're going to play tomorrow night in Norman, and then right now they're looking at the 8-9 game in Kansas City on opening night. The Sooners have a chance to play their way out of that. If they could win these final two, they could catch and would surpass Kansas State. K-State's one game in front of them right now. But if OU were to beat them, they would have swept K-State and they would be at least tied with them, if not in front. Uh, I don't know who Iowa State's final two games are. TCU, I know, has Kansas twice. Theoretically, they could still catch Iowa State or TCU as well. TCU, they couldn't, I guess, because of the tiebreaker. They've been swept by them, but they split with Iowa State. So uh, without knowing the tiebreakers, I think Oklahoma could finish anywhere from six to nine. It's a, yeah, six to nine. 
um, in the final standings. Uh, if you're if you're OU, you want to win these last two and hopefully get to that six or seven seed, probably the seven. You don't have to play on opening night, but it does give you a really tough first game. You're going to be playing the two or the three seed then. So Baylor, Kansas, or Texas Tech probably right out of the gates on uh, Thursday in KC. But more importantly than that, you're trying to help the resume and the net and uh, finish strong and all that kind of stuff. So first things first, Mountaineers, 6 o'clock tomorrow night. West Virginia's lost six straight, but they've been right there in a bunch of them. And uh, Sooners will be looking for the season sweep of Bob Huggins' team. Taz Sherman and the boys will be in the Lloyd Noble Center tomorrow night. TJ, will you be there tomorrow night? I won't be, but the uh, ah. Norman Maverick basketball team will be in the house. Of course. So, oh, uh, really? Uh, yeah. Coach has taken the whole team that? tomorrow night. Way so to go, Coach. Mm-hmm. How about, where, why are you not going to be there with your son? I, it's not 100% that I won't be there, but I, I, I'm oh, not okay. planning on it. I, the, the team will be there, but I, won't, I don't think I'll be with them. You're going to put some uh, snacks in his pocket or something so that he, it's a <laughs> 6 o'clock start. Which is... He did yesterday afternoon. He goes, you know it's, uh, you can't see him in the cash, right? Can I get your credit card? Can I get your credit card when I go on Tuesday? <laughs> I said, no, you're not taking my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy kid. Can I have your credit card? <laughs> he had already thought about it. He's like, this cash isn't going to work. It's a cashless system. I need your credit card. That's hilarious. Can you Venmo him at the, uh, at the stand there? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> I told him we would figure it out. It's like, I'm not so sending my, you with my credit card, no. friend of mine lives on a golf course in, uh, in Edmond. He, he's got a, an, a couple of adorable daughters. One of them is younger. I want to say maybe 8, 9, 10, somewhere in that range. My wife will correct me if I'm wrong. And they get a bunch of golf balls in their backyard. And uh, she will. She has started this uh, little side hustle, where she collects the golf balls. Hey, that's cleans good. them, that's cleans a good them side up. Hustle, yeah. Cleans them up, categorizes them. So she's got like her tier one, you know, the pro V ones. <laughs> she's got her colored golf balls. If you want a yellow or an orange, right? She's got the the trash balls, you know. And she will take them to the players on the tee box. On the next hole. And she will, you know, walk up to them out of her back door and say, anybody need some golf balls? A buck for these, two bucks for these, whatever. <laughs> if what an you don't have cash, If you don't have cash, I accept Venmo and Cash App. <laughs> and she's killing it. I bet she is. Like, over a thousand bucks, I believe, last year she made selling golf balls in her backyard. Wow, I need to look because into this. A thousand bucks. Little little girl walks up to you offering golf balls on the tee box, and you can say, ah, I don't have any cash on me. I'm sorry. But if she says, I accept Venmo and Cash App, what are you going to do? <laughs> Got to buy at least Get one. out of here, little girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's genius. We'll be back. T-Row in the morning show. We're back on The Ref. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry, ask him about his special through the uh, month of March. 
List your home for free if you're selling and buying a home. He'll let you know how he's doing it. 405-361-3380 or SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hey, guys, I do PA for Central Arkansas, and we've had Saturday doubleheaders all season. It's great, and I think it's helped yeah. with attendance. That's from BTW Boomer, he says. What if OU just came out and said, that's what we're doing from now on, uh, networks work around it? I don't think they could do that. I don't think, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think. think the networks work that way. But uh, Unfortunately not, no. You know, do you want to try to get bigger crowds, do something revolutionary? We're playing men's and women's doubleheaders all the time now. Big 12, uh, SEC, schedule around that. I don't, I don't think it works like that. It will be interesting to see how the networks – I mean, this could be something that happens eventually when you get into a world where it's nothing but streaming where you control everything. Because I don't know that we're too far away from that. I mean, they already do it now with Sooner Sports TV and, and put up the games that they can and everything of what I'm talking about. But I don't know how long the networks... The networks, though, will still be there. They'll just be streaming. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can set it up how you want to, perhaps. You'll have the men's game the on Amazon and the women's game Correct. on SEC Plus or whatever. Yes, yes. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was like that one day where you could control that a little bit better. Uh, I didn't catch the games due to work, but the Sooner girls had to close one out this past weekend. No? That's from 918 Sooner. Hmm. I don't know which one you're I talking I think he's about. talking uh, softball there when they had to hit the okay. walk-off. So that yeah. would be my guess. Yeah, a couple of yeah. tight ones. Uh, they beat Utah 2-1 to one on Sunday. But they won them all. 15-0. and 0. Still no homer by uh, 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 Jocelyn Allen. Well, no, she went Good very bonds this They weekend. took our advice. Uh, good to see. You remember last week I was kind of low-key saying she shouldn't hit one this weekend so that she can uh, do it in front of the home folks or in Hawaii, which is coming up after mm-hmm. this home game. Uh, so I don't think that they wanted out there that she intentionally didn't hit a home run. But obviously <laughs> they were listening to the show sure, and said, obviously. you know what, Toby's got a good idea. How about we not have Jocelyn hit a home run this weekend? There was a couple of times this week when uh, before the fourth pitch was thrown, she's like ripping off the elbow guard and like chunking the yeah. bat and just going ahead and starting to run down. She had an interview with somebody recently that was just extraordinary where she was talking about how she has uh, something, to, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, something like, I, I have no respect for the pitcher. I never have any, not respect, respect's not the word. I never give credit to the, that's what she said. I never give credit to the pitcher. Even if they get me out, I just say it was my fault for getting out. I never give the pitcher any credit for anything. <laughs> that's awesome. Top of the hour, we'll be back.